Welcome to the Five on the Floor podcast feed. This is a new feature called Post Split. This is a quick takeaway on the Heat game, 15 minutes or less. This one will be hosted by Alex Salito and Brady Hawk from FTX Arena. The Heat's game against the Chicago Bulls is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And by our friend Lynette over at A Aggressive Insurance. That's A Aggressive Insurance, 954-581-8800, 954-581-8800, or go to insurance by Lynette that's with two n's and two t's dot com if you're having trouble getting car insurance or any other kind of insurance life insurance condo insurance homeowners insurance reach out to her again that's insurance by Lynette dot com and now post splits with Alex and Brady Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast. This is not Ethan J. Skolnick. This is not Lefty Lave Greg Sylvander, but this is Alex Toledo, and I've got my main man with me here, Brady Hawk, um, Boy Wonder. And look, this was um, this was a tough opening night loss for the Heat. I don't think this is the energy that we expected the Heat to come out with, you know, knowing the type of team that they are. I, it feels like they were kind of cruising through what felt like a dub early on, and the effort just kind of uh, cratered and got worse and worse as the game went on. You got a vintage DeMar DeRozan game where he was just getting into his spots whenever he wanted and drilling him. It didn't matter where. He started to hit a couple of threes as well, finished 14 of 22 on the night for 37 points. And on the Heat's end, you got three guys who gave you 20 or more points. And usually that's a formula that, you know, we don't typically see with the Heat, but it's one that, you know, is a welcome sight, especially when, you know, we spent all offseason talking about um, leaning into more offense. So besides the offense, what was the real problem tonight and what was the overarching theme, you know, whether you talk about what Spo said post game, what Jimmy Tyler Caleb said post game. What Max said post game was the defense and their general effort and energy tonight. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lob Brady up here because he got up his five takeaways piece right after the game. And you guys can go check that out on FiveReasonSports.com as he always does. And so I want to set him up here to talk about what he saw from the defensive end from the Heat here. So do you think that there was something schematic? that went wrong tonight? Do you think it was just an effort thing, a little bit of both? What is the best explanation for what went, what went wrong defensively for the Heat tonight? I would lean very heavily into the effort thing, which is a little surprising for a Heat team, especially opening night. You'd expect them to come out and have like a little bit more fire, uh, and they just didn't. Like the, the We could talk about the offensive stuff all day. That was not the issue in this game. The issue was the defensive stuff, uh, and I'm not even talking about DeMar DeRozan's 37. Like That guy is just an absolute... Uh, beast when it comes to shot creation like you just cannot slow him down at all when it comes to just him getting into his mid-range pull-up the issues for me for with Miami defensively was more one off ball rotations like if we even were watching the the preseason with the with the guys that are uh two-way contracts at exhibit tens their rotations are so crisp and that's what the heat like to rely on now you get into your regular roster you expect uh your regular guys to have that same 
type of mentality. Now, if, if you want to start throwing a double at DeRozan, you're relying on backside help, rotation, 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 and then all of a sudden you, you flatline them. They couldn't really even get to that point and throw a double at DeRozan consistently because they couldn't rely on those rotations because it was just looking so bad. So the defensive stuff was problematic. I wouldn't say it was really schematic because I don't think they were outmatched in any way, even when they were doing the switching with, with Bam out and DeRozan uh, and, and kind of like Caleb Martin down on Busevich. Uh, there wasn't many, many issues there. Like he was kind of holding his own a lot of the time. Bam was just, DeRozan was getting the better kind of half of them there. And it wasn't even bad defense on those possessions. It was just DeRozan uh, at that point. But the, 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 def the defense is the big issue here. I know we're going to talk about players here. I'm going to lob one back to you in a second. But that the defense is what needs to kind of improve here, especially when you're coming into Friday, which is playing a very good Boston offense that we just saw from the other day. But I know we're playing a little two-man game, so I just want to throw something at you, Beck, at you as we're talking about negatives because Kyle Lowry is somebody that's getting a lot of heat, quote-unquote, no pun intended, uh, tonight. Like, at the half, he had zero points. He had two shot attempts. To finish the game, he had two points. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of engagement there, and then there's another guy on this team that at least had engagement that we're going to talk about next. But what was your kind of assessment, I guess, of Kyle tonight? What, what kind of went wrong? So the Kyle thing, like, it just looked like more of the same when you talk about the effort he showed during preseason in every game that wasn't that Brooklyn Nets game where he kind of woke up and, and, and turned it up a little bit and I think showed some of what he can still do. The thing is, tonight is opening night. Like, that, and I think what's become obvious to me, and I, I kind of felt this way last season, I know me and you have talked about this a lot here at the games, is that Kyle just kind of cruises, man. Like, the regular season is – I think the part that, you know, he just doesn't care about that much. You see this a lot with veterans. Kyle is, what, 37 years old? Like, he is at the point of his career where all that matters is the playoffs. He's just trying to get through this. And I think all that matters for him is getting to the playoffs, getting to the start of the playoffs healthy and remaining healthy. So I think all of the play that happens now between now and then, at least for him, if I had to guess, it feels like it's just not that important. It's more about just getting the dubs, more, you know, more than his individual play. But his individual play was not great tonight, man. Like he took some, he took some shots you want him to take, right? Like the the you know he he took shots the pull up three against the drop, and he was just kind of playing his game, not taking too many shots. But he was not making many of them. A lot of them were very very short. It seemed like he didn't really have his legs under him this game. You know he made a couple of nice defensive uh, um, efforts there towards the end of the game and. I always defend Kyle, but it's hard to defend the way that he came out looking tonight. The energy was not there. I think even though he, you know, he can cruise through the regular season all he wants, he's got to do a little bit more than that because it's all about getting the dubs first and foremost. No, I definitely agree. I, I think, uh, like I just said, we're going to talk about somebody in a second that also had a little bit of a down performance. But when you're adding in the fact when there's no, I guess, offensive tenacity to like go, like I, I feel, I th even think in the first half when things were clicking, I don't remember him being too involved. Like when I think about the possessions, if you think about the early possessions, I think about Tyler Hero pick and rolls. I think about Tyler Hero Bam pick and rolls. I think about Bam post splits. Jimmy was being involved uh, in running post splits. Like I don't think of a lot of heavy sets that were involving him. Like we were just, you mentioned the word coasting. That's why I kind of get an idea of that. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of lead this into the third takeaway, which is Bam, who also had a down game, but he was aggressive. Like, we kept having the aggressive conversations over and over. He was, what was it, one for 10 at the half? Like, he was getting shots up. But the difference is with him is Kyle needs to adjust things, I think, moving forward with when you look at his performance. Bam, I don't think, has to adjust much. Like, they were easy looks he was missing. Like, he missed a couple dunks. He had a couple bunnies he missed. 
He had mid-range jumpers that you want him taking that he missed. Like, it was just – and the funny thing about Bam is he's a rhythm player. Like, all you need from Bam is to get some early looks for him to knock down, and then all of a sudden he's good to go. The ability now to miss shots and be able to push through that and still get the 10 shot attempts at the half, I think that's actually a good sign. Like, that's not even, like, a terribly negative thing. The negative thing is just that it ended up in a one-game sample size not working out for the team-wise because he just was so inefficient. So I think another reason why we talk about Bam differently with this is because we're not used to Bam being inefficient. Like, he even when he when we talk about his down games, he was, what, four, four for six? Like, we're mad at Bam because you're not being aggressive. We've never seen these type of games, so it's a different outlook. But I wouldn't – spoke called this an anomaly. Like, this is something that we're not going to see much. I totally agree. Like, as good of a, a defensive team as Boston is coming in on Friday – you're not going to get – he's not going to miss these same looks. Like, he just won't. So, uh, two guys that kind of underperformed, I guess, in the season opener, but in two totally different ways, I guess. So, so what was your kind of assessment, I guess, of Bam as well? So, this is the stuff that happens when you clamor, right, as a fan base for Bam to take on this role for multiple seasons now. I think there's going to be growing pains, and we've talked about this before. He's never been that guy. He's never been – a main scorer for a team, somebody who the ball runs through in a scoring mentality, you know, with the function of scoring. And it's clear that throughout the preseason and, and, you know, after his first game, he's serious about getting those attempts up. He promised, you know, closer to 18 attempts at media day, which is crazy. It felt like he was putting a lot of pressure on himself that day, but he's done it so far in this preseason. He finished with 15 attempts tonight. Um, only made five of them, five of them though, which is why I agree with Spo that it's an anomaly. I don't think we're going to get many of those nights, but there are going to be some nights like this because I think there's an, there's a sort of like a, a balance with trying to be this sort of score. Whereas I, I feel like Bam is, is in similar spots on the floor physically, but now he's trying to play with a different mentality. And I think trying to balance when to try to make the read uh, to, to find the teammate versus when to score and, you know, trying to read the game as opposed to just deciding in his mind, okay, I'm going to make the passer, I'm going to score here, and just kind of being predisposed to the decision before making the read. I think those are growing pains and those are things that he's going to work through because he hasn't been putting these roles before. So it's not something that's going to come all together for him. I'm not, you know, necessarily worried about it. I'm glad he's taking those attempts. You know, you don't love that he did not get to the free throw line once tonight, which is not usually the case for him. He's naturally good at getting to the line, even though he's not necessarily the most aggressive scorer. Um, so I'm not worried about that either. I think he's going to get those back up. I'm just glad he's getting those shots up. But as far as the other two guys that we want to talk about here, Jimmy Butler, um, just the way that he plays, man, he he was one of the only reliable um, guys tonight, I think. And look, Jimmy, Max and Tyler, I think, were the most productive players. Those are the guys who I mentioned earlier gave you at least 20 and it's not all about the points, but I just think like those are the guys that you could look to tonight and feel good about. As far as Jimmy goes, he does Jimmy things, right? He got to the free throw line 16 times tonight. So he, he said for Bam, you know, I got enough for both of us. So I just wanted to ask you, what was your takeaway from Jimmy? Was it just another Jimmy game? Uh, did you want to see more from him? And just what, a, I, I want to know, what did you think about his effort and the way that it changed or didn't change from the start throughout the, you know, throughout the game, through the end of the game. Yeah, you mentioned wanting to see more for him. I honestly, going in the opposite direction, I think I might want to see less. And the reason I say that is because 16 free throw attempts in your season opener is kind of insane in general, like the fact they were able to do that. But that's a lot of falls. Like we were talking about him hitting the floor time and time again. Like 
he's hitting the floor hard. A lot of like in your season opener, like there's 81 games left. We know he's going to set out games, but like, that's not ideal. Like when talking about that type of, uh, we know that's his game. He's going to be a, a strong attacker, try to get to the line, uh, try to get to the rim. And then obviously we'll, we'll kind of play out from there. We're not going to see a ton of mid range jumpers or threes this early on, but uh, this is your typical Jimmy Butler kind of game. I would say, I would say, uh, maybe a little bit more playmaking I would expect moving forward because I think they want to try to move him into more. I said before about the post splits early, they were trying to get to that. It just wasn't really working out in their favor, I guess, early on because uh, the, the movement, I guess, wasn't there as well. Like when we're talking about the offensive stuff, like I don't feel like it was there to what we saw in the preseason, uh, but Tyler, I know we're going to get to last was what made it go. But the Jimmy element was just, we talk about Kyle, uh, Kyle coasting, Jimmy coasts, but it's in it's such a different fashion. Like he, he coasts in Jimmy fashion. Like he just coasts, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, he just got to the line six times in a row. Like it's just totally different. That I don't think anybody would have a problem with this type of Jimmy Butler game. Uh, Twenty four points. I think that's more than enough that anybody's expecting. Uh, and I just want to add in, not not to go back to what we were talking about before, but the the turnovers. We were talking about this before we even started. Bam's turnovers, I think, is the one element I, I mentioned not being too worried about a lot of the stuff we saw his turnovers he had five turnovers that's something that needs to be cleaned up like the, the shots will get there like those will drop you can't have five turnovers and maybe it's a little bit of jitters early in the season but there were a couple passes where he was just trying to go out in the break and he would just he threw it out of bounds and there was just other there was just kind of lapses I guess offensively with those turnovers that'll need to be cleaned up uh so if you're able to get the ball in Jimmy's hands a little bit more like that I think it'll uh tone those down I guess a little bit just to try to think about it differently but I'm totally fine with Jimmy's uh, kind of performance and I'll kick this into the last takeaway because we're, we're kind of leaning into the positives now with, with the Jimmy aspect, the total positive from this heat game, other than we're not talking about the role players like Max and, and Caleb had a decent start to this game as well, but Tyler hero, like, like the guy came out with 11 immediate points. Uh, his shot profile is what kind of surprised me, the ability to immediate first play, just pull up three. Then all of a sudden it's, okay, they just threw a blitz at me, which I'm going to expect more of. He kind of waits it out, gets in, snake dribbles at, back inside and gets into a floater. Uh, a few possessions later, it's more of like a bam Jimmy action, uh, and it ends up swing, swing, a, a Tyler three in the corner. Like So you go pull up three, you go floater, you go spot up three. That's exactly what I expect in terms of Tyler's uh, kind of shot profile experience. It's going to be all over the place. It's going to be, it's going to be consistent, but it's not going to be the same exact – pick and roll over and over the same spot of three over and over. It's going to look totally different, uh, but he's comfortable. I think that's the key here. Like he is so confident in what, wherever we're doing, like we're just all three elements that we just talked about. He is confident in doing it. Like he is shooting the ball really well. Uh, he's getting to his spots really well. Uh, the one thing I will say that was a little weird to me, and we were talking about this before too, was the, the ability not to get him in a little bit earlier in this game. Like, I don't know. I just felt like they were riding that, that bench lineup out for a while. And then they brought in Jimmy and then they brought in Kyle and then they brought in Bam. And it was like a couple minutes later, there's like, oh, okay, Tyler checked in finally now. And then he was kind of out of rhythm by that point. Late in the game, he, he you could tell he just wasn't what he was early in the game because he's just kind of been sitting for so long. Uh, so I thought that sub process was a little bit weird, but Tyler specifically, uh, this is exactly what I would expect, I guess, this season. 23 points. Uh, that's around the number I expect from him most nights, which is pretty crazy to say. Uh, but that the, the efficiency as well, like there was just a lot of things to really like from Tyler's performance. So it was that kind of similar. What else did you like from Tyler tonight? I mean, look, he has looked polished since the preseason started. He looks confident and ready to go. 
I love the energy that him and Bam have come out with specifically since the preseason started. And I think Tyler obviously had a much better game tonight. And I think he, you know, I was talking before and you brought up Bam's turnovers. I think a lot of that has to do with what I was speaking about before in the sense of trying to figure out that balance, when to score, when to pass. And I think Bam is trying to still learn through. Tyler is very much on the other end of that. We're like, he knows how to get to his spots. He knows what shots he wants to take. He knows that he's got a lot of ways that he can score. And it's been fun and interesting to watch him flourish in the starting lineup, playing off of the, the, the threat of other guys. And it takes the pressure off of him being kind of like the main threat on the floor. And even though, like you mentioned, defenses are still throwing different looks at him so that, uh, you know, just to give him um, different ways that they can cover him and, and to throw him off his game and all of that. Like, I just think he's done a really good job reacting. He has not looked flustered at all. I think, you know, he, he looks even better, man. Like, I really like him in the starting role. And I, I spent all summer talking about how it, it may or may not work out right away. I, I didn't know if it was going to be something that took a little while for Tyler. But it's true. Like, him having all those other guys out there on the floor, I think, just makes it so much easier for him to play his game and to not always be on the ball. Like, he, you're able to take advantage of all the different ways that he can put the ball in the basket and, you know, sometimes make plays for others, I think, more when you're playing him in the role he is. So I think Tyler was easily the, you know, the most positive thing from tonight. They were hitting a lot of threes early. And then once they stopped, the offense kind of went down uh, the drain. And I know the defense was the bigger problem tonight. We all agree there. Their offensive rating tonight was not good in the half court whatsoever. And um, the Bulls got out in transition more than they did. The Heat, the Heat just kind of made the same amount of shots in transition. I think like, you know, they got out rebounded by a lot on the offensive boards as well too. A lot of this stuff is effort things. And yes, they are a little bit smaller. So the rebounding stuff can be, you know, something that we can monitor going forward. But um, I think tonight was not too much to worry about. I think we've got some interesting things to look forward to. And I completely forgot to mention early on in, in this that although this is five on the floor, this is our new segment called Post Split. We came, you know, came up with that tonight. It's, it's an action that the Heat run a lot. We wanted to get out something quick tonight. Um, Ideally, we're going to try to get out stuff quicker throughout the season um, before media post-game media session even ends. Tonight was a little bit of a different circumstance, uh, so we waited until after everything was over. But expect more content this season, more YouTube content from Five Reasons Sports than you've seen before. We had um, Hangover Time from Miami Heat Beat on the channel tonight, so check that out. You can go check out Brady's article on FiveReasonsSports.com. Always great stuff, his takeaways from tonight. And yeah, shout out to all you guys for listening. Ethan and Leif will be back soon and you won't have to hear me um, awkwardly hosting anymore. But look forward, looking forward to giving you guys more content throughout the season. And yeah, have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.